Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Liberated Soul podcast. My name is Sarah, and I am your host for this amazing podcast and series, which I have been working really hard on behind the scenes. Now, I'll admit, I'm not the best with technology, so it did take me a while to try and figure out how to film a podcast. But as I'm sitting here in my Udi on the lounge room floor, I am ready to deliver this beautiful piece of art to you. So where do we even begin? I guess I should probably introduce myself. Well, my name is Sarah. I'm 21 years old and I'm from Wollongong, New South Wales. I am the owner of Soul and Luna Healing, which is my little baby. She is my business and she's just about to turn two months old, which is so crazy because I have experienced such beautiful growth in the last two months and met some incredible people along the way but I've been working really hard behind the scenes to try and get this business up and running and that I am so grateful for. It's so amazing when you love what you do because it's easy to kind of stay up late and work on it. I've been having some sleepless nights recently as I kind of curate new offers for my business and this podcast was one of them. So I recently deferred my university degree. I am a law and politics student. I was in my third year. So I am highly analytical and methodical in my approach, which means that having creative outlets like this podcast and like my beautiful business and the offerings that I have in that business just complements it so well and allows me to kind of really dive deep into my creativity and into my passion. So I created this podcast to kind of have a conversation with you guys. I kind of wanted to talk because I love to talk and I could probably honestly talk to a brick wall, (laughs) but I wanted to talk about things that I couldn't really talk about on Instagram or any other social media platform. I wanted to deliver content in a conversational way and have guests on to talk about different topics because I think it is so important. And whilst I absolutely adore and love doing my offerings of readings and having um, mindset clients and mindset coaching it's also really important to have content that can be delivered to people for free and for those that can't really access those offerings for any kind of reason hence why I decided to create the liberated soul so I guess what to expect from this podcast and who knows right (laughs) I feel like I'm going to wing every single episode because that's just the way I am I want to be able to have a conversation if one week something pops up, I want to be able to jump on, record myself talking about it and upload it for you guys. So that's probably the way that this is going to roll, really casual, really conversational, informative content. My intention is to have guests on the podcast as well to come and talk about different mindset topics and spirituality. I think it's really important to ascertain other people's perspectives on spirituality, on mindset, because it's not one size fits all, right? So just because I might offer a particular way of thinking or a particular way to kind of combat a limiting belief doesn't mean that's the only way. And that's going to be really important to kind of establish straight away is that everything that I am saying in this podcast, anything that I do and deliver in my mindset coaching is from me. It's my research. It's my opinion, essentially. Um, which is based in a lot of research, a lot of time thinking about things, reading, watching, learning, 
and just my own experience. And I honestly think that having this personal experience of healing and trauma truly is so invaluable and honestly has been the best way for me to learn from my mindset coaches because I've been following them and I follow these Instagram pages and I was like, I want to be like that. So this is what this podcast is. The Liberated Soul is for liberation, for freedom, to feel empowered, to understand yourself, to understand your purpose. So where to begin? Where do we get started? Let's dive straight into me (laughs) in the least conceited way possible. So I've had Solon Lunar healing for about two months now. So she's still very fresh and she's still my baby. Um, But I've just experienced so much growth during that time. And it's just such a beautiful platform for me to really share my story and what I'm about and why I even started my own business. So COVID lockdown for like the millionth time really inspired me to start my own business. Um, We were in lockdown here in New South Wales for a long time, as was much of Australia. Um, And I didn't want to go back to university. I am enrolled. I still am. I just deferred in a double degree in law and politics. And I was at uni for about two weeks and I was like, no, I just don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do it. And I've always wanted to work for myself as well, but I just didn't know what kind of field to go into. And then I came across a beautiful page of Chloe Corcoran, who is my mindset coach now. Um, And I just bloody loved what she was about. I loved her lifestyle. I loved her attitude. I loved her energy. And I was like, okay, I need to know more. How do I get that? How do I become that because I was just so drawn to mindset coaching and oracle card readings. So that's exactly what I did. Um, I had my spiritual awakening in April of this year after my beautiful grandmother passed away, um, which was devastating and that grief still really takes a toll on me. Like just saying it now is so emotional for me, but I'm just so grateful for her because she really did spark my awakening. And When she was dying, I said to her, please reappear in my life as a white butterfly. And she was in a coma at this point, so she couldn't respond. Um, And the day after she passed, a white butterfly practically hit me in the forehead. Um, And ever since then, that's always been my beautiful sign from her. Um, And after that, the word Reiki appeared actually in my mind. And I hadn't even heard of Reiki. And I remember... (laughs) Um, messaging on Instagram, the first Reiki account that came up, which was Casey from Restore Reiki, um, which is so cute because I've now had a session with her and I just, I love her stuff, love her energy. Um, And I messaged her and I pretty much said, hey, what is Reiki? And she laughed and she she sent me a beautiful explanation of it. But my point is this word appeared out of nowhere in my mind and I hadn't even heard of it before. Hadn't seen it, had no idea. Um, And that's when I was kind of questioning, hang on, like, what is the universe? What am I doing here? How did I just see that? And that's when things started to really unfold for me when I realized that things that I had perhaps predicted in the past or, you know, coined the term coincidence was not actually a coincidence and that these things were linked to my intuition 
So I just kept researching. I kept digging. I wanted to know more. I kept reading. I kept messaging different spiritual accounts. I watched anything I could. I kept following content. And that's when Sol and Luna was really born. Um, As I was kind of thinking about my grandma, I was like, I really want to make an account um, specific to spirituality because I knew people, you know, some people on my personal account probably weren't the biggest fan of it. Um, And I didn't want to, you know, put out my energy where it wasn't reciprocated. So I made Sol and Luna and that name kind of came to me exactly how the word Reiki did. I literally saw it and went with it and it was Sol and Luna readings. Um, And then as I migrated to mindset coaching, I called it healing. Um, And I do have my, the intention to get my Reiki certificates and do some training in that aspect as well. But that is how Sol and Luna was born. And now let's fast forward (laughs) to two months later, here I am filming a podcast, literally sitting on my lounge room floor, (laughs) staring out the window, almost in disbelief that this is my life. So I guess the question is, where do we even begin? Okay, like where do I even start in talking to you about my life and about my past and what kind of brought me to this platform and to be a mindset coach, which still sounds so crazy to say, but I guess it's the truth, right? (laughs) I mean, if I have a group container and I've got some beautiful clients and I guess I can kind of coin the term mindset coach or just let me have this little moment. (laughs) So I guess my battle with depression, anxiety and post-traumatic stress disorder really begun in 2019. And I can tell you the exact date. I can tell you it was the 23rd of January. When I woke up one day, it was like a couple days before I was meant to fly out to Hawaii on this beautiful um, holiday for my graduation because I had graduated the year before. And I woke up this one morning with this really intense pain in the lower right-hand side of my stomach. And I kind of just pushed through it, to be honest. I pushed through it (laughs) and we boarded the plane. We flew over to Hawaii It wasn't by the time we got to Canada because we were going snowboarding in Canada that I realized something was really wrong and I really thought it was my appendix and I just had to keep pushing through but I was sleeping. I slept the whole time we were in Canada and we had to kind of contemplate taking me home to Australia because Australia would have better healthcare and cheaper healthcare for me than America would even though I am an American citizen. Um, I am half American. It was just cheaper to fly home. and get attention here, but I didn't want to leave. I wanted to stay to see my family in Los Angeles and I kind of just kept pushing through it and ignoring it. Then about a week after we landed back in Australia, I was in the emergency ward in Wollongong Hospital with intense lower right hand quadrant pain. And the doctors and the surgeons had no idea. My bloods were fine. There was no indication of appendicitis. There was no indication of any sort of infection. Um, But I was admitted because of the pain levels. By this point, my whole pelvis was in pain. They ran tests, could not find anything wrong with me. So they did an appendectomy and laparoscopy even though I had no signs of anything, but they were kind of investigating whether or not I had endometriosis or PCOS. Um, And they took out my appendix when they were in there, but my appendix was perfect and normal um, and nothing came out of that surgery. 
So let's fast forward to me being 21 years old talking to you now. I've gone through 10 surgeries. Yeah, 10. Nine of them, they were trying to investigate what was wrong with me. The 10th, they somewhat fixed it. (laughs) I spent my whole first year of university doing my law degree, doing my politics degree in hospital. And just to get through the end of semester exams of, of autumn, I had to be admitted to a hospital in Sydney and I underwent a ketamine infusion to the point where I was hallucinating and completely sedated for almost a week. And the idea of that was to sedate my nervous system all the way down so I could actually sit through an exam because I couldn't even sit. I had to lie down. I couldn't leave bed. But I was so determined to do my exams that <laughs> I was like, okay, how do I get through this? How can we how can we fix this? And my pain specialist at the time was like, I can do this for you. And I just said, fuck it, let's do it. So yeah, I was sedated for about five days, hallucinating up in Sydney in the hospital. Um, and I got through my exams and I, <laughs> I got some HDs and some distinctions. So, you know, maybe it worked. Um, but, you know, when I was in there, I underwent a few more surgeries and it slowly has spiraled. And by the end of that year, I had chronic pain in my pelvis, my back, my abdomen, my legs, my arms, and I suffered from migraines. So, you know, what didn't hurt? Probably my fingertips and my toes at this point. Um, Everything hurt. My whole body was in pain. I was on endone to be able to walk. If you have been on endone, you know it's a fucking trip Um, and you know, you know, you literally cannot function on it. And I was going to university to my law classes on endone Um, and I still performed really well. So I guess that's just kind of a testament (laughs) to my drive. Um, But it really got to the point where my legs were swelling up. I literally could not walk. Um, My partner had to carry me to the bathroom from my bedroom and that's when I was like something something is wrong even though everything every surgery every scan every test was coming up normal and it was depressing because you know I saw everyone else go out on the weekends and I couldn't go and when I did go um, I would have one drink and I'd be in such pain that I would literally collapse (laughs) I would collapse and I would projectile vomit and I would faint and everyone would be like, oh, just another drunk girl. How embarrassing, especially when I did it in McDonald's. I remember it like so clearly that I was just on the tiles, like passed out. Um, But it was because I was in pain. I was in so much pain. My body was riddled with pain. That's a really good word to describe it, riddled. And I didn't know what to do. And my doctor just watched me deteriorate. My mental health was gone. I was depressed. I was anxious. Um, I couldn't leave bed. And I was dropping so much weight. And I remember this one time I ran into a girl that I went to high school with and she was like, oh, my God, you look amazing. You've lost so much weight. And I was so close to being like, I've lost weight because I'm on pain medication 24-7 and I just had seven surgeries. This isn't healthy weight loss. I'm sick. And once I kind of realized that was the word to describe it, sick, and that's what I was, was when it really hit me. It really hit me that, fuck, I'm going through it. And um, I remember thinking, why me? I was lying in this hospital bed on pain medication after a surgery. Why me? 
what did I do wrong to go through this? And I remember crying to my best friend, India, who was like my rock during all of this. And I was just crying to her and I was like, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? And she was like, no, the universe has a plan. The universe has a plan. Everything happens for a reason. And at this point, I didn't really believe in the universe. And I kind of dismissed her, to be honest. Not anymore, though. <laughs> um, but back then, I was like, what reason? What what reason could there be for me to suffer like this, to, to suffer and be sick and be ill in this hospital bed? But she just kept telling me the universe has a plan. And they did have a plan. She was right. And that's probably one of the only times I'll admit that I was wrong. Um, but she was right. And... My doctor finally figured out what was wrong with me about a year and a half after I had a condition called May-Thurner syndrome, which means that I have real thin veins, so my blood couldn't get back up to my heart, hence why I would always have congestion in my pelvis, swollen legs, couldn't walk, in an intense amount of pain. And then I saw the vascular surgeon and she was like, you've got one of the most serious cases of May-Thurner that I've ever seen. But it doesn't contribute to all of my pain and I still don't know why I'm in pain all the time. I still am in chronic pain every day, every second of every day. But we still don't know why. But we found out a big part of it was this Mayferna. And I was like, fuck yeah, get me into surgery now, fix it. Um, So I had to get something done called a venogram where they inject you with some dye and they kind of map out your veins to see the blockage. And it was pretty bad, Um, but I was awake during that procedure and I think that's when my post-traumatic stress disorder really set in when I was awake and vulnerable and naked. Um, As they did this scan, there was a team of, you know, 10 doctors in there because Mayferner isn't really a well-known disease or syndrome, I should say. So a lot of people were curious and they wanted to see, you know, the 20-year-old girl who had some bad luck. And that's where uh, my trauma really set in. You can probably tell by the tone of my voice, you know, it's still quite raw for me. Um, I'm still healing through it, I should say. And I remember crying for five hours in the recovery and the nurses had no idea what to do, the poor things. Um, And they had to call my parents and they were like, we can't release her because she's in hysterics and she won't eat. And then COVID hit. And my surgery was deemed elective, so I couldn't get the surgery that was going to help me. And that's where it kind of went into a spiral because we knew what was wrong. I had waited so long, but then we couldn't do anything about it because I was deemed elective and not an emergency or life-threatening. But now we fast forward to this year. I finally had the surgery. I have a stent in my stomach to open up the vein and kind of release that pressure on my back and the collateral veins that were kind of taking the blood over to the other side. Um, And I'm doing better. I am. I am doing better. But as I got better is when I started to have this epiphany. You know, I just spoke about this whole why me complex and how my best friend was like, the universe has a plan. Everything's okay. And I was like, no, it's not. (laughs) Nothing is okay about this. But it was. And I had this epiphany that it happened to me so I could grow, so I could be resilient, 
so I could heal through it, so I could help others heal with their trauma, their anxiety, their depression, anything. Because I had that aspect of my brain that was analytical, that was methodical, which really helped me and served me in my law degree. And I kind of wanted to combine that way of thinking with spirituality. And that's when Soul and Luna was born. So I really could dive in (laughs) to my trauma and to what I suffered through, but I don't think that's the point of this episode and that I maybe perhaps with a guest I'll dive into a little bit more. But for now, I just kind of wanted to give you an overview of what my life was like and what I healed from or what I'm healing from, I should say, so you can understand why I had my awakening, what brought me to Soul and Luna and why I'm an aspiring mindset coach. Well, maybe not the word aspiring because <laughs> I do have my clients, but and what kind of really drew me to becoming a mindset coach. So that's my story. And, you know, there's probably a lot more detail I could go into, but I think I've rambled for long enough for my first episode. So what is the Liberated Soul podcast and what is it going to involve? It's going to be about spirituality, mindset, trauma, healing, life. I really want it to be a conversational podcast. I'm going to have some beautiful guests on. We're going to talk about and unpack different areas of our mindset and our lives. I'm going to share some wisdom that I've learned, a little taster of what I perhaps talk to my clients in my one-on-one containers about. So you can really get to know me and get to know what I offer and why I've become a mindset coach, why I've become a reader and why I'm an aspiring healer. So. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my first ever episode of the Liberated Soul podcast. This is just the beginning and I cannot wait to share the future of this podcast with you. So enjoy the rest of your day, sending you so much love and gratitude and let's get started. (music) 